Audie, okay, it's been like three weeks, I think, since we've been like this. Now, are you gonna contact the shaman or what? Am I? Why would I do that? Well, who else is gonna be able to do this? Why would I trust some man who does drugs out in the woods? Well, because he might have an idea of how to get through this. Do you have any other better ideas? Because I haven't heard them. Well, well, let me just... When I do drugs, you have big problem with it. Yeah. When he does drugs out in the woods, you call him shaman. Well, yeah, Audie, because that... It's different, Audie, and you know it. It's different. Oh, okay, He's doing okay. Peyote, you were doing heroin. What's the difference? Well, peyote is a much more hallucinogen. He heroin, uh, from my understanding, is much more of a sedative. I, I, I don't really know much of its effects. I mean, we, we, we both did it. We both did it. I don't want to talk about heroin All I can anymore. say is when I did it, I met God, baby. Well, see? And so he might have met God, too. And so he might know something about how to get our brains fixed. I don't think there's anything. I mean, I'm kind of used to it now. I mean, it is kind of weird. Well... Audie, frankly, I think I sound very retarded. I mean, I feel like before I had a voice that had a little bit more enunciation. And it hurts to speak. I just had a much more defined ethnicity, not ethnicity, God, accent, dialect. I just had a much more lived-in voice. I mean, it, I guess at this point it would not hurt. That's what I'm saying. Just contact the... You know there's a shaman living on Donald Trump's island? Alright. I will contact the spiritual man because you are fascinated by his spiritual nature. Well, Audie, I mean, if he's anything like the magic man that Hot sang, well, he must be... He must be... He must know an awful lot. I mean, Donald Trump trusts him, so why shouldn't we? Well, he got a panty soaking wet. Whose? Hot! Oh, you think this is the same magic man who made Art's panties all wet and she made that song about him? Well, it could be. I mean, he's a magic man after all, and you said you met God. Maybe this man's immortal. All right, I mean, let's go, let's go. Righteous! Hey! Mr. Magic Man, you have to help us. Hey, who are you guys? <laughs> Uh, my name is Artie DeCaplin. A pleasure to meet you, former congressman. Okay, wild. You, What's a congressman, though? <laughs> I, uh, I, I was a congressperson for the United States, and I passed incest for all and all for incest. A very, uh, you know, widely loved bill, and everybody loved it. And well, that's it trippy, allowed, bro. That's really trippy. And who's your sexy wife? That's my mom. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm his And mother. please don't call her sexy. Uh, I'm also his wife. Uh, and, uh, well, one of the things that, uh, we're here for, frankly, is to know, uh, we're trying to erase our brains, okay? We're, we're the Lord. We created the universe. We created you. Yada, yada, yada. We can't, we, we keep remembering. We just want to forget. Dude, do you want to forget that you created the universe? Man, if I created this shit, I would be doing things so different. I mean, if you really created the universe, you mean to tell me you created a society where sex goblins don't have any rights? I mean, any god that would do that? Well, I mean, that's unjust. Oh my unjust. god, of course, Brenda, of course you got this one of these liberal neo-fucking... Oh, well, come on. Anti-fascist... Let me tell you, are you an atheist, young man? Are you an atheist? Well, if you're asking if I believe that there's a god that would allow for cancer to exist, <laughs> yeah, I would say I don't worship that. <laughs> if that makes me an atheist, then call me one. I bet you wear a t-shirt on your days when you're not being a shaman that says, real Real men don't wear sandals or something like that. Yeah, or uh, or something about evolution. You know, the 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 Jesus fish, but with the feet on it. Something cringe. Listen, I got to tell you fucking something right now, you pretentious motherfucker. There is no evolution in this world. Sex goblins came into being straight from my mind. <laughs> 
Well, you... You sound a little crazy, Audie. There's no reason to go on a power trip. I mean, you know. The I'm God, and this I mean, guy doesn't think I'm God. Well, they had a few... I mean, Audie, you gotta admit, they've come a long way. I mean, we... We didn't make... We, we made them in the last universe, and that's... They're... They're bacteria stuck around in this universe this, they repopulated of course they're a lot better there's a lot less of them i don't see any reason why they couldn't have rights i mean come on Audie. i mean we made them after all all right okay they can have whatever they they get the rights but i can assure you that a god would create the universe where sex goblins do not have rights because we did it uh, well, then you're just like flat out a bad dude, bro. I'm picking up bad vibes from you. Well, that's why we're coming to you, because we don't want to be like this. Well, listen, I have communed with God before, you know. Oh, what yeah. What you would say is God, uh, oh, yeah. Yahweh. You ever heard of Yahweh? Yahweh, I've heard of Yahweh. <laughs> yeah, well, I communed with Yahweh in another life. Uh-huh. The only way you can... It really erase your brain and get back into experiencing this thing we call the universe is if I blow this universe forgetting dust in your face. Once I do it, though, you're going to have to live out a full existence not knowing your God. Are you really willing to do that? Uh, yeah, that's why we came to see you. Well, that could be like a whole lifetime. Like some people live like 104 years. God, I want to punch you in the face. Just give me the fucking. Oh my god! Get the fuck off me, you fat Who bitch! Who the fuck are you? Why are you landing on sitting on top of me? I, I didn't mean to. L listen, I don't know who you think you are, but that was an honest mistake. It who the fuck are you? Who the fuck do you think you are? Do you just. Go around laying on top of people, you fucking whore, you fat bitch. Oh my god. You have such a potty mouth. Oh, piss off, you old bitch. Blow you cuss like that in front of your mother. Oh, bitch, you leave my mom out. You leave my mother out of this. You wouldn't know a class if it hits you upside the head with a big fucking fat penis. So fuck off, you old hag. Oh, you really have some issues. Flipping me off? Don't ever flip me off, young man. Oh, piss off, bitch. You need some manners. Did you, it seems like no one's ever taught you respect. Yeah, well, if I were just going to take advice from a hooker who lays on people by the bus stop... A hooker! Well, you're laying on people at the bus stop. I just came here to get the bus to work. I'm not a and hooker! you're laying on top... <laughs> well, what are you... What am I supposed to think? You're laying on top of me. I wake no, up... No, I'm a I, person! Well, it's, you know, it's early in the morning. I'm waiting on the damn bus. I take, I fall asleep at the bus stop. I wake up and your fat ass is on top of me trying to fuck me. I'm not fat, okay? I'm, I'm a little overweight and, you know, I probably could lose 20 pounds. But that's not very nice and you should be more body positive because you're not much of a look at yourself. Oh, well, you know what? I didn't go around sitting on people no matter anyone... I only sit on people who have consent, you fucking bitch. Oh, so now you're saying I raped you? Is that what you're trying to say? I raped you? At least assaulted? That, I mean, That was fuck. probably the most action your gross ass has gotten in fucking five years. Oh, Look at you. Oh. Those, those stains look like they're at least six years. Oh, fuck off, you What's the last bitch? time you changed your clothes, you nasty slob? When's the last time anybody ever came when they were having sex with you? I bet never. Oh, oh you wouldn't even know. I have. Yeah, you I, wouldn't even. I've had cum all over this body. I doubt it. I bet anybody that saw you drenched in cum would throw the fuck up all over you. Well, I bet you everybody who's drenched me in cum has wanted to do it over and over and over. I fucking bet. I would like to see that. Oh, happen. you would like I to see that, you sad, miserable fuck! This is my bus. Have Get a on nice the bus, day. you Forrest Gump looking ass! Hey, oh wait, don't have a nice day. Actually, have a shitty day, you piece of shit. Have a shitty life, you stupid motherfucker. God, that bitch was a fucking whore. Are they always like this downtown? Yeah, ain't not much you can do about it. 
fucked up. Other man. than keeping on, keeping on, brother. Are you Wanda Sykes? I'm a man. Oh. Why you think I'm Wanda Sykes? Sorry, did I do a microaggression? Nah, man, it's all cool. Oh, okay. This is a cool place. The buzz? Oh, uh, yeah, just... Yeah, I mean, besides the hooker, I, I just have been thinking about how cool it is to live here. Yeah, you start to get used to the hookers, but, I mean, ain't not much you can do about them. Um, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but are you masturbating? Yeah. You want to see? Yeah. I ain't like the size of that one. I do know it's... Kind of reminds you of a tootleader, don't it? Honestly, yes. It's, uh... Very remarkable. Alright, I'm gonna put it back under the blanket now. That's good. That's good. Alright, well... Excuse oh. me, young man. Oh, do you need a seat? No, I just couldn't help but... I couldn't help but notice that you were yelling at that woman out there. I just wanted to say thank you. I'm oh, sick yeah. I'm sick of seeing the hookers out here. Me too. And frankly, no, I'm tired of seeing these people masturbate on the bus. I know, it's nasty. Somebody should be doing something about this. No, you're tripping. You just, asked, you just asked to see it. Well... Well, I, I don't care if, you're, if your member is the size of a two-liter. I mean, I would never want... That would be un, extremely uncomfortable inside of me. Yeah, I mean, it would probably hurt, but I honestly, it was just out of curiosity. Be honest with you, if it was a nasty penis, I would have screamed. But it, it, it was so big, it was kind of like a circus oddity. That's kind of how I get them with a shock value. Yeah. Do you want to see it, ma'am? I, I mean, why not? Here you go, ma'am. It's pretty big. Oh, my, yes. I know. That's about, right, this, that's about the biggest one I've ever seen. This is the best bus ride to work I've ever had. Where do you work at, young man? I work at Capital Steel. Capital Steel? Off the yeah. corner of Lowry? Yeah, it's a... How do you know? You've been there? My, 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 my late husband used to be the manager there. Oh my god, don't tell me, Steve. You do, Steve? Well, of course I worked there for 13 years. You do, my baby? Yes, I didn't know he passed away. I heard he retired. He retired from life, son. I'm so sorry to hear that. You know, working under Steve was one of the greatest experiences of my life. He brought me on right out of high school and gave me a job, a, a really solid job that gave me the foundation to uh, buy a nice house. Uh, Honey, you don't have to bullshit me. I know he was a piece of shit. Oh. If he was anything like like he was at home, you know, always ordering me around and and making me do things and telling me I didn't do it good enough, I know he do he did that to you. Uh, well, to be honest with you, ma'am, I think that was just you because he it was, was just me. Yeah, he was very respectful at work. Very. Uh, I knew he was gay. He had an open door policy. No, I don't think he was gay. Uh, to be honest, I didn't know he was married to you, though. He never uh, mentioned me. Well, he, no, and in fact, he was having, he was known to have a, an open relationship with the HR representative. He was cheating on me. I, oh, I it's, guess so. it's okay. I mean, I was cheating on him, too. Oh, okay. So, see, this is a really cool city. Yeah, I... Yeah, I mean, I, I've never cheated on him with a man with a two-liter, but, you know, now, it wouldn't be cheating now, so I haven't had any action since, because the only way I could get off was through cheating. I see. Well, uh, maybe you could, you know, hit this man up and see if he wants to have sex with an old woman. Well, I mean, he doesn't really have a personality. You're the most personable person I've met since, you know... He died. Oh, uh... And you know, yeah. you know, you, you don't feel pressured, but here's my number in case, you know, you ever want to come fill this loose hole. Okay. I'll take your number. What What is your name, by the way? Beverly. Beverly, it was very lovely to meet you, but this is my stop. 
And what is your name, young man? Clark. Clark. Clark what? County. Clark County. Yeah. Oh. Well, my last name's Hillbilly, so look me up on Facebook. I'll see you there. All right. Have a nice have day. A, have a good shift, young man. Come, come let me know when you want to fill this loose hole. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let me get inside here. Hey, sorry, boss. A little late, uh, punching in here. Artie, can I come have... Can you, uh... I need a word with you. Yeah, one second, boss. Let me just put my lunch in the fridge. You know what time it is? Yeah, I know I'm a little late. The bus was a little, a little late. late. Listen, You're seven minutes late. Well, some lady, listen. You're not going to believe this. Some, I don't want to hear any all. more excuses. You shut up right now. You clock in. You come You come sit in here my office. All right. Be right there. Uh, sir, so the bus was late, and when I woke up at the bus stop, there was a hooker on top of me. All right. I didn't pay, I didn't do it, but Listen, I'm you here know, to get to work. We got a merit system going on here. You know that, right? We run yes. on a point system. Now, there's nothing I can do personally if you don't clock in on time. And right now, you're at four. You got four points. And you know I what know. happens when you get to five? Five is a written warning. Written warning. And what and happens at six? You learn anything from the meetings we have every morning? Where six, I, I, is, six is a three-day suspension. And seven is getting fired. So you're right on the edge. Artie. I know. Now, I know you worked here for 13 years. I know you got a pension saved up, but that's all going to go away if you can't follow the rules. We Wait. don't have time for people having tough times around here. You've you worked here for 13 years. Pension? You could have you could have bought yourself a car. Listen, it's Whoa. not my business what you spend your money on, but if you can't get into work on time, we're going to have to find somebody who can. No, I promise it won't be a pro an issue. I have just been saving up money, and I, I will, I, I swear, I will, it's just my mortgage payment is a little too high. I kind of bought a house that was out of my range. Well, I mean, I, I can't blame you. I've made poor financial decisions in my life. Listen, I'm going to get you caught up, all right? All right. Don't got too, 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 too much out there. Yeah. Okay. So, we might be sending you home a little early. Alright. Uh, um, okay. We got two trailers that need loaded on docks 14 and 17. Okay, I can And you that. got we got a skeleton crew today because the whole crew's off to go see the Sex Goblin baseball game. Okay. <clears throat> it's the championships, right? You don't know about it? Well, is it okay if I listen to it while I drive around, or should I not? We we have a strict no headphone policy. I Again, know. do you not read the rules? No, I know it's an OSHA thing. I just thought maybe you know some. You need to be a... able to hear the beep beep of the forklift. Also, I keep know. in mind you need to be beep beeping your forklift. I know. I will beep. I will beep. And make sure you're make sure you're not destroying the damn pallets like you did yesterday, and you thought nobody would see it. Now I'm gonna time. let that I'm gonna let that one slide because I know you know how to drive that forklift. But that's that's not going to happen around here. Ever. Okay. I'm sorry, Tony. I will straight up fire you if you ever, ever destroy one of our pallets again. I won't do it again, Tony, I swear. All right, get out there. Have a good day. Hello and welcome to MoTafe, folks. Um, <clears throat> I don't remember exactly when this memory happened but uh it uh it was sometime in i guess 2020 when i still lived in columbus and i was um you know there's always traffic on parsons road there's so there's been so much construction there uh the entire time i lived there and even when i came back in december it still hasn't been done if anything it looks worse but uh i'm coming down the road and, you know, there's 
traffic for like a mile in front of me and like a mile behind just slowly moving and there's a car trying to pull out of one of the side streets I just paused, gave him the natural gap that you're supposed to do when you don't block intersections and let the man pull out. He was an older black man. Um, he, that I don't know if that's important to the story, but he just he was an older black man. As he's pulling out, I've let him pull out, essentially. As he pulls in front of me, just as the traffic's getting ready to go again, the car behind me honks. Why? Because they're mad that I let this person out, I guess. They wanted me to go. Well, the man that I let out thought it was me. Oh, and, and so that's I swear awkward. It was so awkward. I, he, he, I see him do this, you know, kind of be like, you know, in the rear, like, you know, gesture, like, what the heck in his, you know, behind me. But then when the traffic stopped, I swear to God, he got out of the car and he what? did one of these. He just like kind of, you know, shrugged his shoulders and looked at me. And, and I had Taylor with me and I like looked and I went, oh. I was like, and I said, it wasn't me. And I like gestured to the, with my thumb to the car behind me. And he literally, he goes, oh, okay. And like instantly he's fine, gets in the car and drives away. I have thought What kind of car that. was he driving? A little SUV, some little SUV. Honda CRV. Yeah, he reminded me a lot of Howard Patton in like stock and and build. You know, just the kind of like older black man that he was, kind of like Earl Massey, too, but not, a little more, a little less frail. D dude, I don't want to believe this. I don't because there's no evidence that could possibly. But I know where on Parsons was it. Uh, before Whittier, before because Whittier. Because what, what you're describing is Craig, and I know Craig lives on Whittier, and he drives a small SUV. <laughs> Are you serious? And he, he is like Earl Massey, doesn't look exact, less frail, and an older black man. <laughs> this would be absolutely <laughs> wild. This if would it be was wild him. if it turned out to be, you think you would recognize now, him? I No, I doubt it. No, oh. let me see if I can recall the color of car. Don't tell me, because in my mind, it's like it's like a dark green or like a gray kind of color. Is that the like, color? He drives like a silver Honda SCRV. Yeah. Yeah, and he, you know, and he got out and he, you know, he was... That's he something was, Craig would do. He was like, what the heck? But okay, so the thing that this the thing that I keep coming to every time I think about this, because of course I'm the type of person who just replays everything anyway. Any right. awkward encounter like that's gonna be replayed, no matter what. But the thing I keep coming back to is I let you out. Why would it have been me honking? I have no clue. That's what I keep coming back to. I'm like I <laughs> I paused. To let you out and like you know did want to you know hi like, come on why would I then honk at you? Was he pulling out of like a he was pulling out of like a side street or not like a restaurant yeah. or anything? Yeah, it was like just an alleyway, a side street, something like that. One of the you know maybe Family Dollar, something like that. And I just let him merge into traffic. And that person behind me ruined it. <laughs> it really made me feel awkward, and I still think about it to this day. Enough to talk about it on this show. Was he a was he skinny? Yeah, he was a skinny black man. Oh God! It I, sounds like it could be Craig, but of but course I mean, Columbus how many skinny? Has a lot there, of people, right? Yeah, a lot of probably a lot of skinny older black men who drive, you know, small SUVs. But I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna take a picture of him and send it to you discreetly. <laughs> So yeah, that you can you can maybe rejog your memory and be like that was him. But I would love I would love to somehow bring it up to him and just be like, has the car ever let you out and then honked at you? And then he's like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? In fact, they have. That was my best friend, and he actually still thinks about it to this day. <laughs> I don't know why I keep thinking about it, but it always comes up at some point. You know, every few months I think about it, and I'm just like, I let you out. And you, well, it's because it's like one of those misunderstandings that you know is never gonna get like resolved. I mean, right. like, I mean, you got it, but like, it's 
why would he be so offended though i would just give you the finger and just forget about you <laughs> right well and my thing is like um yeah to get out of the car was wild and like the balls it took because what if it was me what if i was angry and what if i like hated black people and then i was just like yeah yeah you know what i mean i don't know like why did he do that was he really willing to do that because somebody honked at him after letting him out? I mean... Well, I mean, Craig used to sell cracks, so I mean, maybe. Wow. I, 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 I am completely... Just the whole story transformed my... I can't stop thinking about it being Craig. And it just <laughs> so, it sounds like something he would do. Because he's always doing shit like that. He's always getting like highly offended by things customers do. Mm-hmm. Like he was telling me a story a few weeks ago where like he w- he had like his head in a shelf or something like trying to reach the back of it and a customer reached in for an item that was kind of close like in the shelf and he and he smacked their hand away and he was, he's like the fuck are you doing getting that close to me I don't do that no nah. like he's just that sort of person okay <laughs> yeah you can't do that. Well, he did. <laughs> he, well, yeah, he did. I mean... Craig does whatever he wants, and nobody really says anything to him about it. I mean, and he and he talks a lot about how he uh, takes the pandemic seriously, never has his mask up. Always, <laughs> like, he's one of those people who, like, takes it down to talk to you in the middle of the store, and I feel so uncomfortable, because I'm like, go away. Like, I don't want... Like, I don't really care, but, like, I know everybody else does, and you're making me uncomfortable... By making everybody else around us uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, it's it's like secondhand embarrassment because you're like, I know everybody else is angry, and I'm like a part of it because I'm standing here talking to you. Yeah, and I and I should be like sitting here. You know, probably everybody's expecting me to be sitting here telling you like, please, can hey, put up your mask. But it just it, it never. It'll works. never be me. No, I don't do that to anybody. It would never be me. No, I'm not going to tell anybody to put their mask on. Not because I'm some sort of anti-masker and I believe what exactly. they're doing, because I really don't. But and I and I judge you, but I'm not going to confront you about it because I'm just not that. Plus, I've seen, I watched some bitch, some bitch like a month or two ago. She was some British woman in the store, who wasn't wearing a mask, and this old woman's like, actually. Put your mask on. Like, she was rude about it. And she's like, excuse me. No, I have a medical condition. And frankly, my health is none of your business. And, like, late, like they just had this fight in the middle of the fucking God. store. And it was so cringy. <laughs> that is really cringe. And I, I guess, like, oh, God, that's so cringe. I have five medical conditions that the state of Ohio allows five medical conditions and i have three of them right and it's only a matter of time until it's an episode of what would you do and i wouldn't be surprised if it already is almost probably already is and what would you do if somebody (laughs) they wouldn't even risk that though they're like oh they would be like this person is vaccinated before like yeah, they, they'd be like, for this, this show. person has had vigorous COVID-19 testing, has quarantined for three months, and he, right, like it would be all of that sort of thing. Like even to to appear in the the movie uh, tomorrow, I've had I've already had like four COVID tests. Holy shit! Are they like are they like the rapid tests? Yeah, they come, they come back quick. Mm-hmm. Within ten God minutes. Damn. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they're taking it seriously. They're taking it seriously. I think I have to have two more again tomorrow, too. So it'll be like a total of six before I'm ever even, like, <laughs> done anything. You know, it's weird because last night I went and got drinks. I was just telling you this before we started record, but I went and got drinks with a couple of Abigail's friends. And uh, the boyfriend, John, you know, he's like a... he's in his residency or whatever to be a doctor and he's had the vaccination he just and he told me he he's like he's like i just had a negative covid test two days ago and i just got my uh, vaccination so i'm good if you want to try this beer of mine and like i wouldn't have cared anyway but it was just Mm -hmm. so as soon as he said that i looked at him and he had like this golden aura like that nobody else had i'm like you're a protected one 
<laughs> like there's something just really special about him after that. I'm like, that's crazy, dude. Like you're immune. Like, right. like I almost looked at him as like a god. I'm like, oh my god. Like I don't have to be afraid to be around. Like imagine not thinking about it at that point and just being comfortable going anywhere. It and it kind of kind of kind of convinced me to get the vaccination. For sure. Or at yeah. least get the test to see if I had the antibodies. But even he said that on his second vaccination, he got like the highest temperature he's ever had in his entire life, like 103. Eesh. For like a whole day at a fever of 103. And he's that doc- doesn't sound. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> and he's a doctor. That don't sound good. <laughs> that yeah. don't sound good. Yeah, but I don't think this show should be about to talk about. Everybody's talking about the goddamn COVID. You're right. I mean, you know, it, it gets it. It seeps in there. It seeps in there. So, um, for Christmas, I got the uh, a promised land by Barack Obama. Oh yeah. Oh, I. I, I remember you asked for that. And. Uh, it's very good so far. Um, I'm excited to finish it. But there was a passage that it's I wrote down It's a big-ass, long-ass book, right? Oh, yeah. I'm on page 214 of 706. Can I see the book? I just want to see how thick this puppy is. It's a big boy. Oh, that is a big boy. My God. Yeah, it's a, oh, it's, yeah. A t- it's 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 a lot. Is it bigger than Bill Clinton's My Life? Um, I think it's about the same. Yeah, I think Bill Clinton's might be a little bit bigger, but this is only part one. This only covers oh, the first Oh Jesus term. Christ! Yeah, so there is going to be a second one at some point that covers the second term, which might elicit some more campaign memories since that's the campaign that we worked on but this book did elicit one campaign memory that had i kind of forgot but and so i want you to I, I just i'll read it real quick when i find it the the setting is we're at a we're at a we're at a rally in south carolina uh a wasted day i thought to myself mentally ticking off all the other work i could have been doing I was going through the motions, shaking hands, asking people what they did for a living, quietly trying to calculate how fast I could get out of there, when suddenly I heard a piercing voice shout out, FIRED UP! Oh my god. My staff and I were startled, thinking maybe it was a heckler, but without missing a beat, the rest of the room responded in unison, READY TO GO! (laughs) Again, the same voice shouted, FIRED UP! And once again, the group responded, ready to go. Unsure of what was happening, I turned to look behind me, my eyes landing on the source of the commotion, a middle-aged black woman dressed like she had just come to church with a colorful dress, a big hat, and an ear-to-ear grin that included a shiny gold tooth. Then down here it says, For the next few minutes, Edith led the room in hollering, fired up, ready to go, back and forth, again and again. I was confused at first, but started to fe- but figured it would be impolite of me not to join in, and pretty soon I started to feel kind of fired up. <laughs> I started to feel like I was ready to go. Oh my I God. noticed everybody at the meeting suddenly was smiling too, and after the chanting was done, we settled down and talked for the next hour. I... That even just rereading it now, it's like cringe. There's no doubt it's a little cringe, but it gave me goosebumps only yes. because I remember when Marisa Kanoff did it for the first time. We had the same exact response. We're like, What the fuck? Right? Yes, literally. Because <laughs> it, it was just out of nowhere, loud as fuck. <laughs> Fire up! Right. And everybody just responded, Ready? We had we exact same experience as Brock. Like, What the right. fuck? It was the exact same experience. And I remember it was at the get out the vote, one of the get out the vote trainings that we had where she really trained, or early voting trainings, where like she set up that that projector and put on a little presentation about why it was important to early vote and like how we were going to use it in our volunteering and all that mess. Yeah, there might have been like 30 people in the office that day. Right. And just right at the end, she's, you know, she's like, are there any more questions? Any questions? You know, we might have gone through some of that. And then she just fired up. Yeah. The exact same thing. Full fucking on. 
the exact same, like literally as if she was in a, a, a full crowd, but there was like literally like 25 to 30 of us there. So I felt really awkward. I felt but really awkward too. As everybody did it, it really started to feel like a, you know, some sort of, it, it worked. I mean, and it you could really tell when like, Marisa did it that she really like felt liked, uncomfortable. Well, I feel I feel like at some point she liked getting people fired up. Oh yeah, for sure. I felt uncomfortable. Yeah, like I felt like when she first did, because like I when I first when I think of that first fired up, I think of like just how the awkward silence from the fired up to the ready to go because to me it felt like an eternity (laughs) i don't remember it that well to remember the awkward silence but i remember at some point whenever we would hear fired up we would be like it it was almost like brainwashed we'd be just ready to go we would get really excited Oh yeah, to the it point really... where we would yell it to ourselves in the car, like. Oh yeah, oh it was fired great. up, ready to go, fired up, ready to go. Right. It was, uh, yeah, it was cultish. When you describe <laughs> it like that, it was really cultish. <laughs> but it it really reminded me of how, um, uh, yeah, I just really loved that campaign, and uh, uh, I miss Marisa a lot. I can't wait to hear the next one. Like, I know. I hope to it's the next a, book, hope... so we can see like things that like we remember happening, right? Like um, like the forty-seven percent thing. If you ever mentioned yeah. that, oh yeah, because like it's so weird. Like I was just talking to Jordan Burkhard. Uh, she randomly messaged me. Me too. And oh, that's nice. Yeah. So she she was on like some because she told me she was also reconnecting with uh, Brett Hensley at the same time. So it was oh, just she must be on a, a, a reaching out kick. And I, uh, we talked about, um, I don't remember. What were we talking about? Being fired up. Oh, and it was just <laughs> interesting. We were talking about, um, we, it, it, the conversation quickly turned to politics. I don't know why, but it just, you know, it, it did. And we started talking about, like, Mitt Romney and all these, like, and it's just weird how all of that stuff from a campaign that happened so long ago is so ingrained in my head, like Mitt Romney's five talking points that, of course, I don't know right off the top of my head, but number one was stand up stand to China. Stand up to China, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll never forget it. The 47% remark. I'll yeah. never forget it. Ever. I'll never forget don't boo, vote. Right. Oh, I'll, yeah. You know, I'll never forget, like, all of those moments on the campaign. And it's just so weird that all of that like i was making references to like binders of women and it's just weird how like, oh yeah it, I, can, like, I forgot it, about that one right because jordan it pulled out an even deeper cut when she talked about him putting his dog on the roof of the car i freaking forgot about that i don't even i don't remember that at all he like drove around it was a big scandal because they're like he's so stupid one because it was dangerous but also because the president the potential president isn't smart enough to remember that he set his dog on the roof in its crate and then drove like for a couple miles with it on the roof. What? Yeah. I don't yeah, remember so like, that. Yeah. It was like a wild scandal. I mean, I get it. Like I get why it's kind of like, Oh my God. Like, you know, but still it's just weird how all of that stuff is so inconsequential today and it can, you can just pull it out because that campaign was so um, memorable to me. Yeah, I'm right there with you, and, like, I have so many... That's, like, might be the year with, like, the most memories. Yeah. Because I have so many memories of, like, shit we did in the office. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I can remember so many specific days. Because just so much happened. It was, like, every day something new is happening. Right. And it was and really, it really cool to just have, like, a hang. And we had, the, we had like, such a long time to spend there. Like, we, you know, we really got in early in the campaign, looking back on it, we got in really early and had a lot of like months and months to spend there. And uh, all through the summer and into our freshman year or junior year of high school. And uh, was it our junior? I thought it was our senior year. We were Yeah. So I guess, I guess we went into, yeah, we went into our senior year. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It was like the beginning of our senior year. Yeah. And I, there were so many things that there's like so many distinct feelings of it like there I can think about like the feeling of like canvassing in 
Urter, that like Urter neighborhood uh-huh. is like iconic to me. And like the feeling of uh, canvassing uh, like Johnny Lytle and like those neighborhoods on that side of town and like just the way it feels to walk through that side of town. And, and, and the and the feeling of like getting new lit. Oh, yes. Like, like just looking at all of the lit all the time. Seeing all the all posters. The, the posters, too. And, like, really, like, being there. We were there for the infancy of the office to the point Before where, Before it even like, opened. Yeah, and, like, to the point, like, we felt really at home there. Mm-hmm. I, at least I did. I mean, like, and at one oh, yeah. point, like, at one point, I would come in office sit while, like, Marisa went out and did mm-hmm. shit and, like, canvassed and shit. And that was awesome because I would just that sit in the little awesome. room. I would set up my iPad to look look at the. I would set up my like all just so I could sit on the couch. I would sit it up and live stream it to see if anybody walked through the door, and then come out if like if I was needed. And then I would leave it there right. when I went to the bathroom too. I love that so much. Like be on my computer and have my iPad like literally like not even like a private live stream, just a public live stream on like Ustream. <laughs> like, that anybody could have like joined into if they wanted. And seeing the front door, that's so funny. Yeah, we were like we were there before like the mural got painted. We were there before most of the uh, recruiters got vol- uh, you know before most of the volunteers got recruited. We were there before Lindley got brought in. We were there before oh, Josh yeah. got brought in. Definitely there before Josh got brought in. Truly, just wild. And, and, and not even to mention that we also got to spend some time in the Champaign County Demo- or the Champaign yes, County we did. headquarters, too. Yep. Which Where is we really pretended interesting. we were a poltergeist. <laughs> we had so much fun. Like, have you, have you, this, that reminds me, have you heard of this new, have you, like, noticed this new trend to talk about liminal spaces? Liminal? Yeah. It's like a the the it's a it, the definition is something like a transitional space, and so like a lot of the photos are like hallways or. Um, Who the fuck is talking about this? It's like on YouTube, people are in like Twitter and like Reddit and like that kind of thing. Uh, it's like just people are appreciating these liminal spaces, but it's also part of like a you know I don't want to say creepy pasta, but I'm sure it is called the back room have you heard of this uh-uh. it's essentially like uh the idea being that like it's uh if you enter the back room you have somehow glitched out of the reality sort like the person that uh, one person described it as like when you no clip in a game in a video game and then like you're below the map oh yeah you're like out of bounds right except they they referred to it and some of the photos that come up for it are look exactly like the Champaign County Democratic Party headquarters to the point where like it sent chills through my body <laughs> because I'm like I've been there. Like, <laughs> That's see if creepy. I can, yeah, I remember the Champagne. The I remember that place being creepy as fuck because it was like a temporary space. How do you spell this liminal? It's yeah, L I M I L I M I N A L, and I found the exact one I it came up with too. These are the ones that they... This is the one that is the back room. I'm sending links. This, what is the significance of a liminal space, though? I don't understand. I see one that reminds me of, like, the hallway of the mall. Yeah, some of them are just, like, mall hallways, like, stuff like that. Dude, that's... <laughs> uh... Isn't that really creepy? Uh... And it, the part of uh, part of what is makes everybody um, that's creepy. Part of, part of what the the reason people are drawn to it is because they feel like they're all familiar. And like when at first I'm like, yeah, I guess they all kind of feel familiar. Like it, most of them is like that one you were talking about, like uh, um, the a hallway in an abandoned mall. Like of course that feels familiar, but this one is just like beige rooms with like a bunch of doorways and hallways in it not even doorways just like uh what do you even call that dude you know what's really uh you know dude this is really weird because i never thought of a way okay what i don't care if the internet knows this one time i did a whip it and it was a very uh it had a very powerful effect on me and if you don't know what a whip it is it's nitrous oxide whatever (laughs) 
And I felt like it was like the headspace it brought me to was like a nasty basement liminal room. Hmm. And, and I've never known how, known how to describe it until I just found this picture. And like, it kind of reminds <laughs> me of this except more dirty, but like it's always stuck with me. Cause I'm like, what was that? It was like the dirtiest, <laughs> but it felt familiar, but also dirty and just like low. I, I don't know. Oh yeah. I, I, this is, uh, this kind of reminds me of uh, your basement. Where at? Well, at your old house. The one that you used to live in for a moment on uh, Yellow Springs. Oh, it kind of, yeah. But it's just like really but that's creepy. that's just any familiar. basement. Yeah, but it's creepy. It does feel really creepy. I, I don't like that you show me this, to be honest. I know. Oh, this is dead. Oh, dude. They're creepy. This is creepy. I don't know, I know why this is a thing. I know. It's creepy. And that one, the the one of the back room, really when it when I saw it sent chills through my body because I'm like that is yes, the Champaign that, County. That's exactly what office. it looked like. And didn't it feel? And uh, people describe it when they when they actually enter the back room, so to speak, and like no clip out of reality. They say that it goes on forever. And I really, when I was there, I felt like it was like a maze of I did too of like halls and doors like that that all led to nowhere and it was so empty and, and you i'm just starting even, to think like and then like we you couldn't even imagine how they would set something up in there at least i couldn't i couldn't and they it was so empty and i remember we, it being like that whether or not it was i'm not sure but that's I, my memory of it right and then almost like it, it was a dream and we it just we had like a really weird ex- i felt really weird being there like luke and jordan were out for a lot longer because they genuinely did the canvassing and we got done instantly you know almost instantly and uh went back and just hung out at the champaign county office by ourselves he gave us the key which was really cool i mean he he really Really they really trusted us and uh it felt we we kept talking about it we said that there was somebody that uh, I know we were just kids, but we, you know we kept talking about like we felt like there was a poltergeist in the yeah. area. That you know that was where we came up with the possessions. I mean, like I think we'd already kind of been doing it, but that's like where I like it, threw myself on the ground and really was like, yeah, it's me, Satan. Like that. Yeah, that's which where we that did for started. years and years after that. And then we had, uh, you know, we stacked up all those chairs, and there was also that door that we, you know, there was like, I don't, I can't remember it very well, but there was a door somewhere that was like, you know, we were sitting there, maybe it's where the chairs were set up, and we were sitting there, and it sounded like there was somebody locked behind one of those doors. Oh, yes. And we kept saying, like, it sounds like, I mean, uh, it's offensive, but we were like, it sounds like they have a retard chained up in there. <laughs> We had no clue what was going on. That that was a liminal space. Yes. That's re- I, I'm really creep. I'm still looking at this picture, and it's really creeping me the fuck out. <laughs> I know. I don't they're, like it. They're really creepy, and I feel you know. Of course, I'm sorry that I introduced you to something so well, that, creepy. I'm but, saying, have you played Super Mario sixty four? I think so. This one's creeping me out too. It's from a fucking video game, but it's still creeping me out. I'm like, yeah, that that's a that's a liminal space. Ooh, that is creepy. That yeah, is, yeah, I saw like, that one when I was scrolling. That is really creepy. It's, it's like, so weird to even describe this though, because it's just like a space, like just a random spot that all like I guess we all sort of feel the vibe from it. Mm-hmm. I watched. I'm gonna send you, see if I can find this video that I watched because I think you'd like it, and I really liked it. Um, that I think introduced it to me. It's from a channel called Solar Sands. And I've never heard of it. I'd never heard of it either, but uh, I, I think you should watch it. It's like a 25-minute one, but, you know, so, of course, take take it with a grain of salt. But I'll link it below as well in the video. If, uh, but, yeah, that's where it introduced it to me and also talked about the back room um, and all that kind of stuff. But they also... The reason that I brought that up is because they talked about one of the uh, images that he uses in that video as a liminal space is the artwork 
that somebody designed that goes behind Lego advertisements. Like they put the Lego box over top of this image. But when you remove the Lego box, it feel it makes a liminal space because he argues <laughs> it's like nobody's meant to see it like that. Like it's missing yeah. something. So it like makes it really awkward. It like makes this like awkward, you know, like that that hallway in Mario 64, you you know, you just are supposed to walk through there super yeah, quick. It's, you it's, know, you don't. <laughs> yeah, it's so fast. You wouldn't ever just sit there and be like, this is a space right here. Right. It's creepy. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, uh, I don't like the. Right. Yeah, I recommend that video. I didn't think that that's how we would end this uh, episode, but yeah, I, I recommend, honestly, I recommend that channel. I've watched a few of their little video essays, and I think they're entertaining, but that one was certainly the best. Okay. Um, didn't think that that passage would lead to a conversation about liminal spaces, but honestly, now it seems predestined. How could it not? Because both of those places... I both don't even remember those, what got us there. The, the Obama campaign... Uh, fired up ready to go oh thing. then i mentioned that we did it in champaign county and you're like oh. right because and it's weird but both of those things the campaign of 2012 but well both of those campaigns were both in 2012 but both of those offices were liminal spaces and you think about you're right um the creepiest part uh, there's there were more liminal spaces in the uh, springfield office once you like went down that one hallway and you could get into that's those what I was abandoned just thinking, like, we, offices. Yeah, it, that's where we filmed uh, part of that one video. Uh, yeah, Sarah Palin Awareness Sarah Month. Sarah Palin Awareness Month, yeah, where you're yeah. upset about. I watched that on Inauguration Day to uh, celebrate. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah. me and I would go watch it. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, that's a Hi good kids. one, of course. You just saw a man commit suicide. <laughs> I love that. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, well, I guess that's all I have to say about that. So, uh, until next time, folks, if you find yourself in the back room, just stay moat. <laughs> <laughs> just stay moat there and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah I hope so. <laughs>